0: intend to have happen is an expectation. It's a self-expectation. It's an expectation I have about the control I have over what happens in the world. The control I have over what happens in the world. As humans, it's normal to have expectations. Expectations give life stability. We expect some basic things from the world, like gravity, holding me here. We expect things like A leads to B, and we expect when we do one thing, it leads to another. But sometimes our expectations don't turn out that way, do they? Sometimes we trip, and gravity somehow wins the battle on our walk. Sometimes, despite our best intention, one, leads to, one thing leads to something unpleasantly surprising. This happens because some of our expectations are unreasonable. Unreasonable expectations can lead to personal harm and they can make it hard for us to change ourselves and our communities when we need to grow. Unreasonable expectations can show up in your heart, in your self-talk, in a lot of unhelpful ways. It can sound like things like, I should be able to snap out of this. A lot of people experiencing mental health crises and grief feel like this. I should be able to snap out of it. It could show up as, I should be able to walk or drive without support. Many aging bodies, bodies with illnesses, bodies with birthright diversity feel like this. It can show up as self-talk like, I can't believe I said that. Many people expect perfection from themselves, in social situations especially, and they can be either defensive or really self-hurtful, really down on themselves when they make a mistake. These unrealistic expectations get in the way of being who we are and finding joy in what we can do. How do we cope with new expectations when we let go of these unreasonable great expectations? How do we cope with expectations like, I'm gonna need help to manage my depression. Or expectations like, I'm gonna need a walker to move from now on. Or I'm gonna need to apologize and find ways to do better. All too often we blame ourselves for not achieving some great expectation of the perfect person who can move and be in the ideal way. And the new expectation feels like some kind of personal failure. All too often, we might feel that our bodies or our abilities or our achievements are unsatisfactory. In the book, How to be Sick, author Tony Bernard writes about her experience of becoming chronically debilitatingly ill. She talks about how the teachings of Buddhism freed her from some of the harm of unreasonable expectations around health. One of the teachings she presents is the Buddha's First Noble truth of the Four Noble Truths. And I ask kindly that the Buddhists in this room have great patience as I overly encapsulate this teaching so that I can convey Tony Bernard's message. Bernard explains the First Noble Truth as stating that suffering is inherent in life. Inherent that we all will experience pain and illness and death. Bernard explains that for her, it wasn't as depressing or pessimistic as it sounds. But the teaching goes on. On top of these experiences that are part of life, humans add judgment and guilt and anxiety about the pain and the aging that we experience as inherent to life. So we add additional unnecessary suffering. Many people call this teaching pessimistic. But for Bernard, who was already suffering great anger and guilt on top of her pain, it was affirming and liberating. She found the Buddha's teaching healing, The idea that suffering is a natural part of the human life cycle gave her a new, reasonable expectation. When Tony Bernard allowed the new, reasonable expectation to sink in, that her suffering was natural, she was relieved of one emotionally and psychologically painful part of her suffering. She was no longer disappointed with herself. She could now focus on recreating herself, in terms of her family life, her career aspirations. She could now focus on caring for herself instead of being disappointed. Tony Bernard's deep learning about her life, rooted in her experience as a practicing Buddhist, is this. Yes, suffering is characteristic of the nature of life, but suffering does not have to define our lives. It does not have to determine the meaning or the potential of our lives. These great unreasonable expectations not only affect us as individuals, they can do great harm to entire communities, large groups of people, and the harm can last generations. I want to share a poem about one unreasonable expectation you may have heard, it may have been slung at you. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. This poem is written by Brandon Douglas and it is called Boots. As Dr. King once asked, I wonder how a bootless man can lift himself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> we be barefoot on freshly paved roads reflecting the same smoothness of, smoothness of baby bottoms as if a new era has been born, an era that doesn't seem interested in the old. New businesses branching into our neighborhoods that put chokehold on the roots already here. New homes for the people who don't belong here, yet buildings that were monuments to my past are only memories now. Public housing projects are getting knocked down and replaced with luxury apartments. Churches are getting replaced by condos. Nothing is sacred anymore. I could go on, but I'll just it'll just make me more upset and sad than I need to be right now. I'm good though. There's all this new pavement, but still no boots. How can we be expected to gain ground in this rat race that We have to constantly start over in while others continue to run past us, heads above the dust we were pushed into across the finish lines made for them. We're tired of brushing ourselves off. We're tired of the deliberate decisions disguised as our failures. Disguised as our failures. We didn't choose mediocrity. We didn't choose despair. This pair of being oppressed and vulnerable be hell on the daily. But despite, we still find ways to feed our babies. So I ask, when does this get to be fair? When do we get our boots? With the straps? Do we have to take them? Relax. We don't want yours. We want our own. All we ever wanted was our own. When I first read this poem, it reminded me of my social work training, when we explored how this expectation, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, was infamously, or has infamously, impacted the poor everywhere. The popular anecdotes of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, the few who pulled off some miracle. They were celebrated in folk tales and classic rags to riches stories. And they've led to lots of excuses for policymakers for why they would not address poverty. For decades, policymakers have happily leaned on the anecdotes of those few people who managed by some miracle to pull themselves up. But the bootstraps myth is really the extremely rare exception that proves the rule, the rule that poverty is structural violence, and it is almost impossible to escape. Douglas's poem adds another layer. Did you notice it? and I bring it to you today, the mythical expectation that people are poor, especially people who are poor, especially black and brown bodies who are poor, that they should pull themselves up by their bootstraps is deeply demoralizing. It invalidates the struggle and the pain. It makes invisible the suffering. It is like saying, This is a good idea. I don't intend any harm in it. Go ahead and do your best in life. But it ignores the impact of those words, the impact on countless souls. Like these unreasonable great expectations can do such harm in our lives and harm in communities. Like Tony Bernard, the poet Brandon Douglas, though, has freed himself from the excess suffering created by unreasonable, so-called great expectations. And in that, he and his neighbors have an opportunity. Through his words, he is offering an opportunity for people to liberate themselves. If any of you, I wonder how many of you in your life, including now, have been struggling against impossible odds Telling yourself, I should pull myself up on my own. I should be able to do this. Freedom from this unrealistic expectation allows Douglas to ask for the healing and justice that his community needs. He is not defined by the societal, mythical expectation, nor is he defined by the material, physical realities of his community. He's in fact doing what Tony Bernard did. He is poignantly caring for his spirit and recreating the narrative of this community. What teaching, what words, what support do you need in order to free yourself from the unnecessary and unreasonable expectations that are getting in the way in your life? What shifting expectations of yourself could give you new hope? What relationships, what people can help as you have these shifting relationships, who can be that affirmation? Your new reasonable expectation is natural. What needs to change to honor your healthy expectations? A place to heal our expectations is hopefully in relationships and in community. Remember the story from our time for all ages? Do you think all of those Children already at the school intended to do harm to those new children. The new children entering the community, each one alone and not knowing what to expect, they were buried in these expectations from the existing children. Expectations like, you should be able to swing on these monkey bars, or you're unsatisfactory. You should eat the same food as everyone else, or it's gross. You should have a name and an accent that's familiar to others present, or you're just not as good. This went on until these children were able to free themselves from the expectation of being what everyone else expected them to be, and in the story, it doesn't take away all the unfairness. It doesn't take away the injustice and the impact But it was a beginning. At the end of the story, the children who were marginalized by these unreasonable expectations have a new expectation and they're hoping for connection and affirmation somewhere in community. I would like to imagine an epilogue to the story. I imagine an epilogue where those who were hurtful noticed what happened. Perhaps a teacher or a parent or another child told them, about their impact. Maybe they noticed by themselves. And then they find a way to grow and be able to be better friends with these new children. Maybe they even find ways to make checking in on their impact part of their culture, an okay thing to do. And then they find ways to get better at this the next time somebody says something rude about somebody's food. That's the epilogue I imagine. Why, you may be wondering, am I not up here imagining a community where nothing like that ever happens again? Well, that would be awesome. It would. But knowing human experience, I somehow doubt it is a reasonable expectation. If you will permit me to stretch a theological concept, the Buddha's first noble truth, a little, a lot, beyond its roots, (laughs) to think that all life is suffering, if we think of community as part of human life, then we may expect that communal life will experience some forms of suffering. But we are a beloved community. I know, I said beloved. I'll explain my theology briefly here. I say beloved community, not beloved community. Because for me, beloved is too final, too perfected, for anything human. For me, a loving community is something we strive together for, something we are always weaving together, something we forgive ourselves for. Back to the theological concept. Yes, suffering is characteristic of the nature of life, but suffering does not have to determine our experience of it. And likewise, suffering may be a part of communal life. Unintended impact Will be part of communal life. But a beloved community learns and grows and adapts, and <coughs> suffering does not have to define who we are. What defines who we are? Our commitment to healing and growth defines who we are. Instead, Tony Bernard grew beyond the suffering of her illness and her expectations in order to recreate herself. May each of us in this community grow beyond the unreasonable expectations, the unreasonable expectations that hold us back, and reimagine ourselves with more creativity and more intention. May Brandon Douglas's poem inspire us. He freed himself from society's expectations with words. May this community's words liberate all of us and all those we touch from oppressions and unreasonable expectations. Let us understand ourselves as humans who are naturally going to launch ourselves into (coughs) unintended consequences now and again. And may this understanding help us suffer less dissatisfaction, less self-beratement, and may it allow us to focus our attention towards being the beloved, welcoming, and tenderly responsive community that we can be. Amen.